You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just saying no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks, Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to 205 Drive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. That's no lie. I really am Adam. And, for real, they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. All right. We've got a fun episode uh, for all of you. As a quick reminder, uh, please uh, leave us reviews on all of the social media platforms, podcasting platforms. Definitely want to hear what uh, you have to say, and that way we could uh, better our show. And head over to whatamaneuver.net. That way you could get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts. So you can look the look and talk the talk as a true drunk wrestling historian. And where to the meetup at SummerSlam. Exactly. Oh, hell yeah. We'll be there at Allegiant Stadium uh, this upcoming August 21st. Uh, yeah. They'll be drinking. We, there'll be fun. And we may or may not be wearing matching track suits. We'll see. <laughs> I won't. It's going to be hot as testicles out there. Jeez. Good point. Yeah. Okay, fuck the track suits. Okay. We might be wearing matching Speedos. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I'm going to be dressed like fucking Borat. <laughs> nice. God willing. Or Bruto. Is that Bruto? No, that's Borat. Bor- Borat. With the speedo that comes up over his shoulders. No. no, Thunder from Down Under, they are, they might be closer to Borat. <laughs> but but steering back to uh, this episode, uh, you got drinks in hand. I got drinks in hand. Let's just do this. Do it. So, you know that uh, gentleman, Terry Borea, better known as the Hulkster Hulk Hogan? He's told a lie or two. This episode is all about Hulk Hogan's lies. Yeah, so he's a notorious liar, right? Like he's he, he told, really is. He's told a lot of stories where you're like, I don't know. It, it was kind of like when I was younger, I never even questioned it. I was like, oh, it's Hogan. It's wrestling. He, like everything he, in wrestling is crazy. But then later on, I was like, that doesn't sound right. This this guy's full shit. Right. He's and the almighty. Know, just because he's at the peak doesn't mean everything that comes out of his mouth has yeah. to be accurate. Yeah. And as a general rule. Abusing power. As a general rule, I kind of um, trust about half of what any of those old school wrestlers say. Like, I feel like right. a lot of their shit's exaggerated. But Hogan is other level. Like, <laughs> he's just a liar. Like, straight up. Like a pathological fucking liar. Like some of the lies he tells are not even, there's not even any reason for. So today we're going to focus on pick three each, right? I might have picked four. Okay, that's fine. Well, Average out get... because my text said two. So there we go. See, that's why. And I there s- might be some overlap. That's why I wasn't sure when I said, <laughs> right, we picked three because I wasn't sure if we picked two or three. So, okay, so, well, yeah. And absolutely, I have some. So, 
we're going to go around uh, the room, which is um, not a real room because we're on FaceTime, and we're going to talk about our favorite Hogan lies. So who wants but to before, start? Before oh, we get involved in this list, can I just say one thing? Please. I'm a Hulkamaniac. So am I. I love Hogan. I don't condone anything that he has said or done over the years, but growing up, Hulkamania was incredible. I condone him banging Bubba to love Sponge's wife. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I didn't get enough uh, a good enough look at her. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I maybe I didn't. I'll text but, you after we're done. Well, Bubba, okay. Bubba said it was cool, though. That's why I condone it. <laughs> he said it was okay. It's fine. It's Florida. So before we start with the Hogan bashing because of his lying, right. I just want to look Hogan in the eyes like the great HBK said to Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. I'm sorry. I love you. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Very good. Okay, who's going first? All right, I'll go rock, first. Rock, you go rock, first, paper. dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the first, the first lie on my list of Hogan lies is he told a story one time about out drinking John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, <laughs> right? Which okay, that sounds crazy, right? Like who could out drink John Belushi? Okay, maybe Hogan could. Hogan's six foot eight and three hundred three pounds, and he has the largest arms in the world. And he drank though, with Andre. And he drank with Andre. Um, so the way he told the story was he went out WrestleMania two, his part of WrestleMania two was in LA, which is okay. That would be where John Belushi was. Wrestling was huge at the time. It would make sense that John Belushi would be at WrestleMania two. It would make sense that they would go out after the show and he would hang out with a guy like John Belushi. Sure. Absolutely. I can kind of buy that Hogan could out drink John Belushi based on, like I said, the difference in size between the two of them. The reason I know this is a lie, because WrestleMania 2 was in 1986. John Belushi died in 1982. <laughs> Maybe it was that strong of a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I drank that dude to death, brother. <laughs> I made him die four years ago. I drank so much. What? Right. Probably drank, one of the- we yeah. drank so much, brother, he went back in time and died. <laughs> So now I might give Hogan the benefit of the doubt because there are two Belushis, right? There's Jim Belushi. So you yeah. might be like, oh, he's mixing up his Belushis. He drank Jim Belushi under the table in 86. Here's why I don't think that he was mixing up his uh, Belushis. Because Hogan also, I'm not counting this as another lie, but it's a related lie. Hogan also claimed that Elvis was a huge fan of his. And he, right. used, to, he used to come see him wrestle in Memphis. He was a Hulkamaniac brother. He was a huge Hulkamaniac brother. Hogan wrestled in Memphis in 79. Elvis died in 77. So it's another case of Hogan talking about things that could not possibly have happened based on chronology. Also, just on its face, Elvis went to see Hogan. He bought a ticket to see Hogan in Memphis. Like, Hogan would have to wrestle in a fucking stadium in Memphis just so that Elvis could show up. And they could sell more tickets so people would come to see Elvis. Right, right. Elvis right. was not a hunk of hunk of hulk maniac. <laughs> right. It makes <laughs> like nothing about it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So that's my first Hogan line. I love I really love that one. It's so great. Alright, who's gonna go next? Adam, you wanna go or you uh, want me to go? I could go next. Um, go next. Also, quick adjustment. I may have 
I may actually have a third one. It's not as big as the other two, but that that number. Okay. He was supposed to be the face of what is now the George Foreman Grill. <laughs> oh, you just took mine. Ah, okay. Dang. That was my honor, honorable mention. I mean, from the list that I saw, of course food stood out. So, yeah, went, <laughs> went with that one. Okay. That's my boy. <laughs> you know what's funny? I believe this to be true for so long. Me too. Me too. So, uh, this one, I guess, maybe not as severe as uh, Eddie's one where uh, uh, chronology just does not work out. I would say for this one, the likelihood of events maybe uh, uh, were the factor or so. And the amount of money involved Mm -hmm. in the product itself. Yeah, so pretty much just pushing... Trying to push uh, this uh, new grill needed a face to be the advertiser for it. So I think there's a combination of according to Hogan and according to Eric Bischoff because <laughs> 1994 was when this would come out. Right. This is his transition. I forget what exact year uh, the WCW jump happened, but... Uh, 94. 94. Okay, so yeah, that would explain why Bischoff is aware of it. So... Bischoff says that uh, Hogan was pissed because he he uh, he dropped his kids off at school or something, and and the pro- and the yeah, and the, true. and the promoter couldn't get a hold of him, so they went oh, to George right. Foreman instead. Like, yeah, because he missed a phone call. Okay, one phone call. Oh, I, fuck it, fuck it. Hogan and answer call Foreman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he didn't take our call. Fuck him. No. Get Foreman on the phone. Okay, I could I could understand. Okay, you miss a call, you lose an opportunity in Hollywood, per se. That makes sense. But if you're an advertiser going after someone as big as Hulk Hogan, you'll wait. You'll yeah, wait. maybe wait for him to call you back. Exactly. Le- leave a freaking message. It's it's 1994. They had tape recorder answering machines and stuff, and you would have to like rewind them like freaking cassettes and shit but <laughs> right it's not like this is nancy kerrigan this is hulk hogan yeah <laughs> and so so apparently uh for uh foreman gets all the fame and then uh i guess another opportunity comes out for what's it called the thunder mixer the way that he just marketed it, he was like i'm not gonna miss out on this opportunity and he went all in on for it, pretty much just playing that he's gonna he is going to make lightning strike twice. Right. Okay, he got some sales out of it just because his picture was on it, but nowhere compared to the Foreman grill. Yeah, and Pasta Mania didn't work out too great either. Yeah. No. <laughs> I I I'm with you, Scott. I thought for years that was a legit story because yeah. at the time I heard so I heard him tell the first time I heard the story, Ogun was on um Howard Stern's show. Probably around like 2000, 2001. And that's the first time I ever heard him tell that story. At the time when he told the story, he said that his manager called him, offered him the grill, and also offered him like a protein shake. And he said, well, I'm Hulk Hogan. A protein shake makes more sense. So I went with that. Later on, he changed the story and said that he wasn't home. So later on, I started hearing, I was like, well, this doesn't add up. Yep. So then, the, yeah. a while after that, I started hearing all these other stories he told, and I was like, "Oh, he's just a fucking liar." 
Yeah. You so then, I mean? it, so yeah. then it really is more of the accuracy of uh, the story. So I would say maybe there is some truth to what Bischoff has been saying, but just not completely accurate, just based on what information has been presented to him or his his awareness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah totally. just just something not as severe as like messing up the years of uh, getting drunk with uh, Belushi and. Uh, a few years after he passes, maybe he got so drunk he uh, he got drunk with one of those uh, uh, people that mimics him uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't know. <laughs> well, in his defense, I've gotten drunk and thought I got drunk with someone else. Really? Yeah, a couple times. Like nobody famous, though, right? No, but I got drunk with some midgets one time. At the uh, you Hollywood, did. yeah, at the Hollywood. I didn't tell you about that. The Hollywood Highland Center. Maybe you did. But it might have been a short story. Yeah, and it was like some football players there, and they were trying to get this midget up to the room. Um, I'll tell you about it later. Oh, that was weird. All right, I'll, I'll DM you. I have your information. I'll All right. DM you. All right. Okay, listeners. Your, yeah, you'll just be one? you'll just be in the cliffhanger. What's your first one, exactly. Scott? So one of the biggest, I should say, one of the highest points of my childhood was watching the handshake between Hulk Hogan and Randy Macho Man Savage on Saturday's main event. The formation of the Mega Powers. Okay. So, it was very interesting to me to find out that when the Mega Powers broke up, the destruction of the Mega Powers, if you will, that that actually was a real fight <laughs> between Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan that the cameras just happened to catch at the right time on live television during a Saturday Night's Main Event. Mm -hmm. However, Hogan, during the regional broadcast of the Mega Powers exploding, was telling the director to count them down to when they're back on live TV. <laughs> when they were already back on live TV. Count us down, brother. <laughs> so I'm wondering how this was a legit fight when he was counting down the director to tell him when they were back on live TV. Well, he's a proper showman. You know, if you're going to get into some shit, at least get into it on TV. A true professional. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that kind of was interesting. Like, I already knew it was scripted, but then he went and said it was real, and that damaged it. So thanks a lot for that, Hogan. Very good. Gross. Yeah, and that's my first Hogan lie that I want to shit on. Okay, I'll get in, into my second one. My second one, Hulkster in Heaven. Do you know what this is, Scott? <laughs> I think I do, yes. Do you know the but, song? Go, but go ahead. I, I think no I read clue. this one. So Hogan put out, it was like when he was in WCW, it was around like 94. He put out a record. It was called Hogan and the Wrestling Boots Band or some shit. I, I, yeah, ho yeah, exactly. Right? And there was a song on there called Hulkster in Heaven, and it was about a, a, a little Hulkamaniac who had died. Yes, yes. So the story he told about the background of the song was when he was in England in 92, he met a little Hulkster, a Make-A-Wish kid, who was very sick. This is so great. And the reason Hogan was in England in 92 was because he was going to be in the main event of SummerSlam 92. So he got the kid, he felt so bad for the kid that he got him ringside seats for the show. And when he got to the ring... In the main event of WrestleMania, or when he gets to the ring at the main event of SummerSlam '92 at Wembley Stadium, 
he looked out to the kid's seat and saw that he wasn't there, and he knew that the poor child had died. And he wrote the song Hulkster in Heaven about him. And the lie about SummerSlam '92. And the lie about this was that Hulk Hogan was not in the main event of SummerSlam '92. Hulk Hogan was not in the WWE when SummerSlam '92 took place. He was never at Wembley Stadium. He was not part of that show at all. He did not do a Make a Wish appearance in England in August of 1992. He had nothing to do with this show. Yet he wrote a song about a dead Hulkamaniac. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best one, dude. It's fucking psychotic, dude. You know what I mean? Like he wrote this. Oh my god! He wrote this shit ass song, and then he came up with this insane backstory about it. And it's completely. Oh my god! It's, it's he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, I love it. Again, we have to revert back to the very beginning. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh my god, I mean, that I, might be the best one of all of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, I really don't even have anything to say about it other than it was fucking completely insane that he lied about this. <laughs> yeah, from start to finish, just bullshit. He lied about a dead fucking Make-A-Wish kid. Does it get any lower? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. Yeah, if Titus O'Neil was looking for more reason to hate this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! He's oh, trying man. his best, but damn! <laughs> yeah, all right, Hulk Hogan, yeah. we're coming for you. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Second, second of three. Yeah, I'll do that one third. Second one. If it wasn't for wrestling, he would have been part of Metallica. <laughs> I'm figuring. Yeah, music. You said a music one. I'll, I'll make this uh, the one that follows. Okay, Adam, I'm piggybacking on you with this one because this is my third one, and my and my honorable mention was the Foreman Grill. So, uh, by by all means, uh, I think it's just that. Uh, so the details I have, it's just a lot of things that don't add up. He says that uh, he he grew up with Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Yeah, he grew, up in, he grew he, up in Tampa, who, Denmark. Who was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lars Ulrich from Denmark. Uh, he didn't come to America until uh, 1980. I would, <laughs> I would say that, like, up until 85 uh, or so, or within that fi 84, 85 uh, year span when he would become uh, heavyweight champion, knock off Iron Cheek, and then have uh, wrestle the first WrestleMania, like you would be, you would have to be putting a lot of time into that to get to where he was. There is no way he could commit to Lars Ulrich who was looking for bandmates that would become Metallica and also not, and also not just Metallica also claims the Rolling Stones. Like what are the chances of being that high profile with both of them? Yeah. The Stones were like, Oh, we should get this fucking guy. I heard he was going to replace Gene Simmons and Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard Iron Maiden were looking for a new bass player. They were thinking about him, too. <laughs> Fuck Steve Harris. Who's that guy? Yeah, Let's well, get the, that Hulk Hogan character. The crazy thing about the Metallica timeline was, okay, Metallica would have been looking for a bass player in 82. They weren't actually, they actually were never actually really looking for a bass player. They had a bass player. They found a new bass player and replaced him. 
But if they were even taking auditions, it would have been 81, 82. Metallica were in L.A. Hogan was in fucking Tampa. Not happening. The next time Metallica would have been looking for a bass player would have been late 86, early 87. You know what Hogan was doing at that point? Feuding with Andre the fucking giant, getting ready for WrestleMania yeah. 3. Yeah, headlining the biggest event of all time. Yeah, and he said in an interview that, oh, if he'd gotten hired to be a Metallica, he would have quit wrestling in a second. No, he fucking wouldn't. No way. Because he nope. had a match with, nope. he had the biggest wrestling match of all time coming up. He'd never heard of Metallica. And in 87, Metallica were like opening for fucking Ozzy. They weren't even that big of a band at that point. Who would have slammed right. Andre then? Yeah. <laughs> and it was great because, <laughs> so it was great because this, okay, I'll, I'll bring up Howard again. So Howard had Lars on the show like late last year or sometime last year. And he asked, because this was like last year when Hogan said this bullshit, and he asked Lars about it, and Lars was like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't really fucking know who this fucking guy is. <laughs> he doesn't know who Hulk Hogan He's like, is. I don't know. I've, like, I've kind of heard of him, but I don't really know him or anything. And like, I don't know. Maybe he auditioned for the band, but I don't really remember that. And maybe he, uh, I don't know. You know, Lars is trying to be like diplomatic. Like he didn't want to call the guy a liar, but he was like. Dude, that's like talking baseball with somebody and they've never heard of Babe Ruth. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and then Hogan changed the story and he was like, well, what I meant was I sent them a demo tape. And it was like, no, you didn't. Yeah, in 86, Hulk Hogan sending out demos. Yeah, okay. said, yeah, Hogan, he's the biggest fucking, he's one of the, literally one of the most famous athletes in the world at that point. And he's sending a demo tape to a band that could, it, you know, like I said, was opening for Ozzy. No. Yeah, let me knock out this Piper's Pit segment real quick and then I'm going to go send my demo to Metallica. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm sure that's how it went down. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to play fucking uh, Hulkster in Heaven and send it to, <laughs> to Metallica. Oh, dude. And La Lars and James wanted to play Hulkster in Heaven, brother. <laughs> I'm going to give an offer they can't refuse. Yeah. You figure there was the mamas and the papas, I guess, if he needed a band B. The brothers and the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great one, Adam. You stole mine, but that was a good one. I love oh, it. Oh, damn. Oh, good. So the biggest match of my lifetime, you could argue, could be Cena and The Rock. Mm -hmm. No, it was Hogan and Andre. Yes. That's the biggest match of my lifetime, your lifetime, Eddie. And Adam... I was born my lifetime. Wait, hold on. What year was it? 87. I was born. Wait, okay. wait what month? March. I was not. Okay. Damn. So but, the but biggest I'm match of your lifetime aware. would probably be Rock and Cena. Probably, I'd have to reevaluate. But I mean, it's still so close. And I'm like, even when I started watching, I was beyond aware of that body slam. So, okay, so close 93k enough. in 1987—that's an insane amount of people, right? Mm -hmm. It's the biggest match of my lifetime. It'll never be topped in my mind in terms of the magnitude of the event itself. So, obviously, you have a big event. As Hulk Hogan, you were the main event of that card. You're obviously a big deal. Why would you need to tell lies about that event or the match itself? Well, if you're Hulk Hogan, of course you're going to tell lies about it. Because why the fuck not, brother? <laughs> Let's get into it. Andre weighed 600 pounds at the time of the main event. He was not. He was billed at 520. Right. Hulk Hogan, upon slamming Andre the Giant, tore every muscle in his back. <laughs> this would have incapacitated Hulk Hogan for at least one year. Yeah. 
But Hulk Hogan was immediately back on the road and main eventing pay-per-view after pay-per-view after this also, how with many, no issue. How many muscles are in your back? I'm going to guess over 30. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of muscles in your fucking back. Ask like, that's a yeah. very particular injury. Ask Gorilla, <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Gorilla's the expert. The other part, the finish of the match was not decided until Andre kind of nodded at Hogan during the match and said, okay, slam me and pin me. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're going to call this shit in the ring. It's the main event of the biggest fucking event in the history of wrestling. I went to the ring, brother, and I didn't know if Andre was going to let me go over. Okay, that's, that's ins- bullshit. That's insane. Yeah, of course that wasn't the case. You think Vince is going to let that happen? Of course fucking not. And that's the one story, literally the one story you've ever heard about Andre being unprofessional, right? Besides when he, sh- right. besides when he shit on bad news. <laughs> Like I've never that might have just been for fun though. Right. I've never heard a story about Andre being unprofessional in the ring. Exactly. But Hogan's like, oh yeah, like the biggest match of all time. He didn't tell me what he was gonna do. So okay, we've told all of these lies about the WrestleMania three match itself that was the biggest in history, but let's just pile on some lies. Go ahead. How can we put the kicker on this? Let's put the cherry on top of all these lies I've told. (laughs) And say that Andre died several days after I slammed him and pinned him. (laughs) Andre the Giant died six years later. I slammed him to death, brother. I slammed him to fucking death. And when I leg dropped him, that was the nail in his fucking coffin. Totally (laughs) not the truth. He died six years later, not several days later. Uh, I leg leg dropped him and he became a hoaxer in heaven, brother. I mean, that song was about Andre, not a child in the front row at Wembley. I mean, when he was in that carrying uh, mini ring cart that took him to the ring, man, he was he so fucking, dead. He's fucking he's all he standing wrestled, up and shit. He wrestled Andre at the next WrestleMania. <laughs> like, it's, not even like, it's not even like Andre left the territory. He worked with him for the next year. He wrestled him on that Saturday Night's Made event with the twin referees. He wrestled him at four. You and he mean? saw him at five, six, and seven. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> ninety-two at Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Fuck. It gets so good. Man, he's a he's he might be the greatest liar of all time. He might be, dude. It's, he might be. Yeah, that might be like really his greatest achievement as a wrestler. Yeah, like he fully morphed into a carny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he was a carny because remember when he was talking to his kid after his kid crashed a car and killed that dude, or oh my god, his friend up and he was like, "It's a double blue jay, brother!" Like saying all this weird carny shit. Oh my phone. god, yeah, like they're speaking in fucking carny code. I wasn't even yeah. gonna get into that shit. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that might be another good episode. We'll do a watch along of his uh, call with Nick Hogan jail. Yeah, from when Nick Hogan essentially killed a dude. <laughs> Is there a video of the crash? We could do a watch along of that. Oh my god. <laughs> that maybe, maybe a short episode though. <laughs> it's like a Haiti kid match. <laughs> Alright, well I think that's uh that's our Hogan Lies episode, huh? No, I got one more. Oh go ahead. Oh, please. And actually, can I do mine? Because it, it, re- it really is quick. Uh please do. He claimed that he wasn't Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> that was somebody else with the blonde Fu Manchu. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Just to piggyback on yours, Adam, 
He once wrestled 400 days in a year. <laughs> in one calendar year, he wrestled 400 days. Should we do the math? Do you want to do the math on this one? Because I know, I know the story. Okay, so this was possible because flying between Japan and the U.S. allowed the time difference to add 35 days to the calendar year. So he, That's Hogan math. Right, That's so, like, I like Steiner did this on a calculator and figured it out for him. <laughs> so if you flew from Japan to U.S., you gained a day. Right, so you could leave on on Monday and arrive, like you could leave Tokyo on Monday and arrive in LA on Sunday. Okay. So you could wrestle twice. You could twice wrestle in a day. You could wrestle today and yesterday. Right. In order to do this, he would have to do this 35, 35 times. 30, 35, 35 times. times in one year. Mm -hmm. He'd have to wrestle every day and thirty-five times out of. 35, 35 out, out of 50, 52 weeks. 35 out of 52 yes. weeks, he would have to do the trip from Japan to L.A. No he other also, commitments. He also <laughs> would have to somehow fly backwards in time to go from the United States to Japan without losing a day. Right. Which I imagine he'd have to fly like it, like, you know, like Superman flew backwards around the planet. Yes. I guess he'd have to time, do it that right. way. Right. He'd have to reverse time, go to Japan. And you'd have to do it at twice the speed yes, to still gain a day by flying from Japan. That's incredible what he's done. Are you saying it's impossible? No, I'm saying it's possible if he is Superman. Well, he did have 24-inch pythons. That's true. Superman didn't have shit like that. <laughs> it's, it's possible, no, with, it's possible with the amount of alcohol you consume with Belushi, per se. You might... <laughs> <laughs> or the amount of alcohol I consumed during the uh, King of the Ring episode. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, wow. it's, just, it's another one of those lies where you're like, why would you even say this? This is so easily disproven. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, just like being at, at SummerSlam 92. No, you weren't. We watched it. You weren't there. Or the WrestleMania 3 bullshit. Dude, you have massive kudos for being in the biggest event in wrestling of all time. <laughs> Why do you need to add lies to the match itself? Right. It stood up on its own. Don't need yeah. to Why scientifically you... dissect it. And plus, yes. and plus, with this, adding 35 days to a year, you're trying to disprove <laughs> science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did science do to you? <laughs> yeah, he's pathological, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I love you, <laughs> but you're full of shit. Yeah. All right. That, I, I think that I think that wraps up the Hogan lies. No other ones. I have no. We're more. good. I okay. Mean, I have like a lot more, but none that I'm going to get into. Okay. We'll, well save it for Hogan lies number two, uh, part two. Hogan lies two. <laughs> Ho hopefully, there will be some uh, doozers that come out between now and then. So <laughs> we'll see what yeah. happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that takes care of our Hogan Lies episode. We really do hope you enjoyed it. That's not a lie. Us, the, Eddie, Scott, and uh, myself, we do hope you enjoyed this episode and shared a few laughs and had a few drinks. But please uh, let us know which ones we missed uh, on the social media platforms. Leave us reviews on all the podcasting platforms. And, uh, yeah, just... Like, if you have a great moment in your life, you don't need to add extra details to spice it up. I mean, well, it's a great story. That's why people come together, will engage. That's well, fine. I don't, I don't mind people spicing yeah. up their life. Oh. Fellas of the world. <laughs> Stop it. I got, right an, intro, I got an outro boy, song for this episode. Every boy and every yeah, girl. Yeah, you do. I will dance to it. 
Sounds cool. Uh, with Eddie and with Scott, I'm Adam. Just reminding you to please continue your safety protocols. Uh, uh, enjoy your buzz. Drink like... Uh, watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we will for sure see you next week with another episode. Technically, we won't see you because this is a podcast, but blah, 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 blah. You know that bullshit. We will see you. One, two, three. Bring it. See y'all. Cheers. He had lust in his eyes. <laughs> I read it in the papers. I saw it on TV. I guess it'll be one empty seat. When I wrestle at Wimbledon, I used to tear my shirt. But now you tore my heart. I knew you were a hulkamaniac right from the very start. Right from the start. Together are still our guarantee.